0: This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a toddler son and a daughter who's a
1: full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys and another on the way. This is a show about life after giving life.
0: Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, let's get ready to a holiday Plus, Viz says goodbye to the aunt and the stroller. Teresa is faced again with one of the great questions of the universe. And we talked to Carla Nomberg, author of Ready, Set, Breathe. Practicing mindfulness with your children for fewer meltdowns and a more peaceful family. Woo! All of those things sound relevant to uh, preparing for the holiday season. How are you, Teresa? Here's what
1: I'm... <laughs> Here's what I'm wondering. You know what my question is? What is the question that the universe is throwing at you? How does anyone do anything ever? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this is just, I'm also just like not feeling good in my body right now. And I have such a long way to go, you guys. So don't, don't, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. So, I'm 26 weeks, just in case anybody wants a fucking update. It's like, (laughs) it's not, I'm not at the third, like, I'm not at the third trimester yet. Oh, no. it's still in the happy days. Supposedly. Happy. Yeah. Second trimester, happy, happy. Yeah. So, I'm just dealing with that right now. There's nothing really to say about that, but Mm -hmm. that's happening. But, like, so, okay, Simon's in kindergarten. There's just so many things that are different about kindergarten from preschool. (laughs) Like, I feel like in preschool, they're just, like, helping you all the time. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make your life easier. Right. And, like, in kindergarten, like, I love I love his teacher. I' So happy with the school. Everything's yeah. great. But it's just, like, a totally different mindset. Yeah. It's not like we're here to help you. It's like we're here to teach your kid. You figure the rest of it out. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I get right, it. Yeah. Public school, you know, all that. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's, it's just that it's so, like, it's such an adjustment, yes. like, psychologically. And, like, so an example of this is, um so – Simon's class has library day on Thursdays sure. and they get to check out a book Oh yeah, isn't that nice it that is. they get to pick out a did book Did you sign the permission and check it out
0: saying that you'll be responsible for no. making sure your kid
1: no I never That's did School that. Does that I wish that they would have given yeah. me that so I could have just said no thank you <laughs> because okay what happens is
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Teresa taking a hard stance <laughs> on kindergarten checkout books <laughs> I fucking
1: love it no okay. but this is what happens okay right. he brings home a book yes He's excited about the book. Yes. We have hundreds of books in our house. Hundreds. Not trying to brag or anything, guys. (laughs) We have so many fucking books. Right. And they're not organized because we also have a three year old. Right. Okay. The books are everywhere. There's books in the kids' room, there's books in the living room, Mm. there's books in our room, there's books downstairs, there's books everywhere. They're everywhere all the time. Yeah. There's lots of books. Yeah. Okay. So f- for one thing, it's so annoying that this is something that I now have yeah. to keep track of. Okay. Yeah. So, but I have been because okay. I'm great. Because you're doing a great job. I'm doing a great job. You're a good mother. I've been keeping track of the library books. Very good. So- about a month ago, Simon brought home this, uh, this like, Elmo-slash-Dr. Seuss crossover, whatever, <laughs> um, which he's, like, so excited about, but yet never wants to read. No. I think we've never even read it. Sure. We may have read it one time.
0: Do you know how library books work? <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And so I, I do an amazing job of keeping track of it. It has to go back in his backpack on Thursday morning. Right. It can't go back on any other morning. No. Because that doesn't work. It has to be in his backpack on Thursday morning. Right. Um, I keep track of it. I, I remember somehow through the grace of God, I remember <laughs> to put the book in the backpack on Thursday morning. I really don't know how I remembered to do that. Like there's wow. so many other things. Yeah. So I do it and it comes home at the end of the day and i say simon why why is your library book it still in here he said i didn't know it was in there i said okay well when you went, when you went to the library did you did you look in your backpack he said i i didn't look cuz i didn't think it was in there i said okay next time just look in your backpack just in case it might be in there right. and he said next time mommy show me and tell me that you're putting it in there and i said Let's both work harder <laughs> together. Grinding I remember glass okay, grinding so glass in your is, hands. Biz, this, right. this is four weeks ago. Okay, oh, no. The week after, I it's over breakfast. We're rushing out the door. I hold it up to his face. Oh, sh- I'm remembering. Yeah. First of all, the first miracle you, happened. I've remembered. It's Thursday you're again. You're keeping up your end of the bargain. I again. am. I'm remembering. I'm showing it to him. Here's Simon, the book. See the book. Yes, mommy, I see the book. It's going in your backpack. Right. He says, yes, mommy, I see it. I say, Simon, when it's time for library, take it to the library, (laughs) return it. And he says, okay. Comes home that day, it's still in the backpack. Simon, what happened? I just wasn't done with it. I wanted to keep it. Okay. 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 Great choice. (laughs) We go through another week of that. The same thing happens the following. I'm still remembering. Like, this is almost making me cry. The fact that I am remembering every Thursday and I haven't forgotten is crazy. It's crazy. Yes. That is, given all the stuff. All the little all the the paper little and the homework and the snacks and the water the lunch, and then like that on top of clothes. everything else. Yes. Okay. Right. So it comes home again, the next same thing. And I said, okay, Simon, you know what? Pick out a different book. Your, yeah. t- your teachers and your the library don't know right. that you are bringing your book back and you need to show them. Yeah. I, like if you want to check it out again, sure. But you need right. to show them you're, you're you're remembering it every week. He's like, okay, fine. So after two weeks of that. Then, the following week, it comes home again, and the next day, there's a, note. There's a slip th- that's overdue charges yep. from the library. Okay? <gasps> <gasps>
0: I'm
1: getting breathe. so breathe high out. blood pressure I right now. Breathe Seriously. it out. Breathe it out. So, I'm like, um, Simon, see what they sent home? Uh, they're They're wondering where their book is. They think that we've lost it, even though it's been in the backpack every week for like four weeks. So then I talked to his teacher yeah. about it. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, I'll keep an eye out for it next time. Right. But it's like, there's no, like, there's no process for, like, me to bring it back. Like, it yeah. has to be. A, he has Something to has do to this. Something has to happen at the school. Right. Like, you've done your, as soon as I've you let him hard. out of the door, but nobody it's in in the look, nobody's looking in his backpack. And, like, and I get that not, they're teaching, yo, like, yeah. independence skills or whatever. But he's obviously not able to Succeeding do this one at yet. at that independent yeah. skill. Yeah. This one is, like, not <laughs> happening yet. You know? Like, no matter what I see. Right. Right. So she's like, well, it has to come back on Thursday, though. And I said, worry about Thursday. I was like, I, it's, it's been in there. Every, like every I was like, I, I totally get Thursday. that. It's been in there every Thursday. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, like, that's those, where you have to be like, so what's time- your
0: process <laughs> at school well, so she- that I can help my child.
1: Listen for the cues
0: well, of what did do. you know She I mean? says she
1: said, she tells them, go, go to your, your backpacks backpack. and get your book, but there's twenty-six of them. I so know. she's not looking right. in every backpack, which I totally get. No, of course. And I've said that to Simon, and he's like, Oh, I yeah, I heard her say that, but I just I wanted to get he's just like doing just a thing. Not doing I don't know it. what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. I don't know and I can't fix it. So anyways, had a chat with his teacher about it. She's going to like help him with it. Ryan. But again, now now it's like Thanksgiving break. So yeah. We still have this oh, yeah. fucking book lying this around $42. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I don't want to read it with him. Like it's just I'm wow. so and this is one of those things where I'm just like, okay. This is kindergarten. Yeah. This is like one like percentage point yeah. like tiny like portion yeah. of All the things that we have to think about and remember and do related to kindergarten. Yes. And like, I'm sorry, my brain goes there where I'm like, I've got two more coming after this and all the future elementary grades of stuff and like the volunteering and like the homework, we don't even have homework. Underground Disney. it's all that underground Disney. Underground Disney. It's underground Disney. Yeah. And it's massive operations at work. Okay. And like, I get that it's a fucking library book. Like, like the world is not going to end. You know know. what I mean? Like, but, but it represents, (laughs) well, no, but this is the thing. I, If I don't Prioritize it. Right. It will not happen. Right. So I kind of have to expand this energy. And it's been such a waste. The energy has, go- do you know what I mean? This like is it's- one of those, no one gives it. A- this is like
0: where this falls into, especially <laughs> in that kindergarten like year where like you're like, look at me. I'm adapting to new life yeah. at new school. Yeah. I'm going to, d- I know my teacher's really burdened. Yeah. I'm not going to be the parent who no. like blames the teacher no. or demands more yeah. out of this teacher. I'm doing it. And yet it keeps looking like, like you're failing because exactly like, like there's like, a level week, like it's like you no didn't and do then, what then you gotta tell the yeah. teacher and then you feel like you're also that parent yes. it's like look at me I swear I'm <laughs> doing my work and you're know, like as opposed to this poor teacher who's probably seen a million parents just be like I don't even like care yeah. where your book is right like so it is you are trapped <laughs> in this weird universe yes. of like double less recognition even though you've worked so hard to be because here's the thing now that Katie Bell's in second yeah she totally is pretty good at remembering all her own stuff. Oh. Oh, that's but nice. I, I, but I said, so I would like to say that, well, better. look, it gets better. Yeah. But then I think maybe that's just who she is. Yeah, it might not maybe be Maybe there are also kids who, yeah. like, permanently never bring their stuff in. Yeah. And it's not because they are like, fuck the establishment. No. It's just they're that They're kid. not good at that. It's just yeah. not their special skill. Yeah. <laughs> so setting fires, a very special skill. Returning library <laughs> books, not so much. So, like, it just sucks. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. That, Sucks. Um, how are you? I'm good. I was telling Teresa, I definitely feel like I'm on a, uh, I'm out of my funk, but being out of your funk, I, it makes me very tired by seven o'clock at night. <laughs> like, but, um, so Ellis and I have been, uh, playing a lot, I, and I've slowly noticed that we haven't been referring to ourselves as an ant whenever I say oh. call him something else. Yeah. And I was cleaning up the house, and I go to the ant nest the other day, and uh-huh. I say, Ellis. Are you still using your ant nest? He's like, no, I'm done. I'm not an ant anymore. Wow. And I was like, are you sure you don't
1: want to yeah. be an ant anymore? You were such a cute little ant. You aunt. were such a good ant. And then this, like, oh, I'm simul- also almost turning three, this too, This simultaneously
0: right? happened where, where... Now, we've got, like... Katie Bell's stroller, like the big one, the New York one, the okay. like, the bugaboo or whatever yeah. we had. Uh, the Beast that we had all through New York for Katie Bell, and we barely used it for Ellis because he just was like not a stroller kid. Yeah. but We finally got rid of it. over the- We finally sold it over the weekend, you know, for like nothing, you know, just like basically let somebody have the stroller with all of its sex accessories, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. And like, so No More Ant and officially... No more stroller mm. seemed a lot. It was so funny. Yeah. The one who got a little more emotionally caught up on it was Stefan. He's the one who actually packed it up and gave it to mm, the yeah. people. I was just like, I walked out and he's like, stroller's God. And I couldn't even let him grieve before I was like, great. That's so much more room in the garage. Yeah. And he's like, no, wait, it's actually kind of a weird thing. And I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, No more stroller. And now I'm just like, I got to tell you, I'm just walking through the house being like, what can go yeah. next? Nice. What's next? Can I yeah. get rid of these 15,000 toddler bed sheets that don't fit our bed that maybe <laughs> need to be used at the school? You know, I'm just like, where can I free up space? Um, speaking of freeing up space, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the holidays and all they encompass in the upcoming weeks. And one of those things is not... The holidays are coming. Yes. Have you heard it on your favorite radio station? Have you heard it in the aisles of the supermarkets? Have you gotten your grocery store circular with your very special holiday coupons? Have you gotten the terrific toy guide from Target? How are you feeling as we enter the holidays?
1: Uh, Gosh, I feel like I'm like... I'm halfway in between <laughs> like denial ah. and just all the things, like all the stuff. Like on the topic of kindergarten. So now we have like a three week winter break coming up. which we never had before because right. our preschool takes a week off. Right. But the elementary school takes three weeks off. Oh, yeah. And so that's coming. Haven't really wrapped my head around that at it's all. It's a big Haven't, one. Like, it's a big chunk. It. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't like figured out what's going to go on with like my job right. during that time. Yeah. Um and uh and then just you know like little little traveling, have not dealt with like presents for the kids or oh, what are we going to do for that, that? that yeah. this year? It's like yeah. something yeah, for do. Jesse, you know like and then just all the family relationships and <laughs> just I mean there's it's like actually this is why people go crazy I well, mean like thinking about all just this
0: talking about let's yeah, think back yeah. to what you were just saying at the start of the show uh-huh. The daily grind. The daily grind. The daily grind.
1: It's already enough.
0: It's plenty. It's plenty. My cup is (laughs) full of the daily grind. It's a special grind called the daily grind. And it's full of nothing but toil and work Um, and little recognition. So that's the new Starbucks flavor. Uh, So, so you already have this. Yes. And then the hot Thanksgiving is this week. Right. When you guys listen to the show, Thanksgiving's happening. It's happening. it's like happening right there in your house, right then, right now, or your bar, or your Friendsgiving or your apartment, like wherever you are. Right. Yep. (laughs) That's
1: happening. Yes.
0: Right now, and I'm I. I was like, huh, that's happening.
1: I know. In a couple of days. That's how I feel.
0: I feel like I'm not sure because here's what happens: is I feel like before kids. There was never a lot of thought I had to put into it because I wasn't responsible for anything except showing up, yeah, and getting some people presents or right. going to some events, right? right?
1: And having I, fun. Like I part of your job is to, to, to like go, go be a and guest, be social and have and be fun. a guest, yeah. And then for
0: whatever reason, yeah. kids arrive in your house, yeah, and somehow it seems like a great idea that you're now in charge, <laughs> right, of holiday related events, right. And so you've had no, like, experience or, like, prep work in how to even prep for holidays. Mm. There's still all this, like, sub-level planning that's happening amongst just, like, the day-to-day normal life is still going on, even though your kids are out of school, even though your house is full of visitors, even though, you know, Christmas music is blaring on two out of the three radio stations in your car for no Mm -hmm. good reason. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Mm -mm. Like, all this stuff... Is a lot. It is a lot. That's all we're saying, guys. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't think there's any great insight into this. No. But I think that's one of the things that we should just all acknowledge. Yeah. Because I feel maybe by acknowledging all these different things that lead into the holidays that start going through our brains, acknowledging them, putting them on paper, putting them out in the universe will make this go smoother. Anyway, so that's, I think that's yes. one. I think that's one sort of like, uh, sort of <laughs> holidays is it's so much and we don't, we're not always prepared. Yeah. Or maybe we are so prepared that there's anxiety about it not completing as we envision it.
1: Sure. Right? Well, like, and anytime you have little kids running around, <laughs> anything could really happen <laughs> right. at any time. Right, right. Like, there's no, I mean, like, somebody could get sick. I mean, that could oh. happen any time. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not even
0: uttering those words. Oh, okay. is, you I'm, can say sickness with your house. All right.
1: I- but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I, ju- there's just so many yeah. possibilities. Right. And I feel like, you know, whether, like, because even what I remember, like, you were talking about going into your, um, like, once you have kids, suddenly you're running the show. Right. Like, what I remember is, like, um, feeling like I was taking my kids to Thanksgiving and somehow even though I wasn't responsible for like any aspect of the actual meal or the hosting or anything somehow I felt like I was working like 10 times harder than I normally did on a normal day that's so true and like I really I just I really want to acknowledge that that might be going on for people too because somehow it's like I don't know why. Even with just one baby. It's like you're going over to your relative's house. You're trying to figure out how to navigate all your normal stuff in a different place. Right. There's like... What can so, they touch? What can not they touch? Yeah. What talk- are they going to eat? Are you going to bring food for them to eat? Right. Like, so, you know... Um, <laughs> are they, I remember
0: one of my first ones with Katie Bell as a baby. It was a huge Thanksgiving dinner that part of Stefan's family puts on. And it's such a good time. There's so much pie. It's it's so nice to be with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I found myself in a situation where it was such a big event. It just wasn't a lot of room for a baby to be at the table. And I just like I knew Katie Bell and I knew me Uh and I knew that fancy china and stemware all like 20 sets of it all on one tablecloth just isn't wasn't going to be like I need she needed to go eat in the other room yeah and we weren't going to be able to wait for all of the thanks and the stuff that we normally do beforehand like the kids just weren't going to make it through that like 30 to 40 minute process I needed to pull her out and you're right it was like such this weird added level of like stress of like am I being disrespectful but at the same time I'm trying to prevent massive problems and I'm also trying to be aware of what my kid
1: needs and like yeah it's a lot of juggling. And there's a lot of like socializing that is expected of you or that maybe you want to be doing but it really like takes a toll when you're also trying to watch your kids at the same time. That's right. And there's this feeling of like Like, I know because whether Jesse and I go somewhere or not, like, I'm just never the person, you guys will not be surprised, I'm just (laughs) never the person, like, responsible for the food. Right. Like, it's either, if we're at our house hosting, like, Jesse's cooking, or if we're somewhere else, like, other people are cooking. But, like, somehow, there's, it's like that nobody gives a shit thing a little bit because I'm working so hard, and I'm, like, kind of feeling bad that I'm not contributing anything to the party. Right. And, like, you know, all the, like, thanks and, like, Great job, and like this is so delicious. Are going to these other people who are like rightfully deserve it, but like I'm working overtime to compensate for that. There's nobody there helping me like take care of these kids, and there's no acknowledgement of that. Usually, like not that that's anybody's fault. No, no, it's just a thing that you deal with. But that's normal, right? You know, but so. There's also, but that leads exactly into as
0: well, this idea, this is a prime place yeah. for parenting guilt and self-judgment, yes. where if you and other people have all brought their kids, and it's either one of those things where you're sitting there being like, your kids are awful,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or everybody is like, just let the kids go, man. But right. you're like, I don't you're have like, kids I, I can let go. Right. My, those I aren't my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or I just or some,
1: don't want to. Right. Like, or I don't want not... to.
0: Or we're the family that's never in this house and the other kids know where everything is. Right. And like, you know, I know that like everybody's six and they're running around doing their own thing, but that doesn't mean that my three year old can do right. that. And totally. like, I know that you let your three year old do that, but like, I'm not. And like, <laughs> it's like a weird, like, um, yeah. Well, I just remember when mine was three, we just let. And sit and watch television all day and you're right. like well that's great mine won't sit still like yeah. he's like he's gonna chew the carpet apart right yeah. like a dog yeah. so
1: like that's like a beautiful hotbed it of is. like extra there's a lot of potential a there lot of potential stuff for stuff
0: for, stu- for goods for stuffing <laughs> For some extra stuffing in your you know, meat product of choice. Um, let's talk about the last thing that I think. Guys, we had a long holiday. We could talk about so much more. But let's talk about the last thing I think that like causes some anxiety. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're going to end on an up note, guys. <laughs> um, and that is uh, suddenly being around people who you love or may not love. Uh, All in the same place. And, like, I think about the things that I see, like, come through the Facebook group or that I've heard myself say at different stages in my life uh, of things like, oh, when my, you know, so-and-so was there, they always overdo on my kids. Uh Or they're, you know, so-and-so is always giving me constructive criticism. That's me saying that nicely. Uh, Or... They cannot stay out of my kitchen. They want to get so involved. Or, like, uh-huh. they're rearranging that table that I've already set. Like, right. all this stuff. Okay? Yeah. So, like, suddenly everybody's there. And if you are the host mm-hmm. or you are part of or you are watching the kids or whatever mm-hmm. it is, wherever you suddenly feel like you are being judged mm-hmm. and invaded upon. And why won't everybody? Like, it's very easy to feel that those things that these other people who you have invited lovingly to your house <laughs> are suddenly out to get you, Mm, right? And I have a challenge for us Mm. for this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this comes from you guys. This Mm -hmm. is a result of us having done the show and talked about parenting and talked about like how we all parent differently Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I want us to, like this year when... And I'm going to really try and do this. This year when I've got somebody who's, like, overdoing Mm -hmm. on one of the kids Mm -hmm. or uh, wanting to come and help, like, keeps offering to help even though I've said I'm all good or we're okay, Mm -hmm. is there was a time that these people... That somebody who's doing this uh, may have been the one who's in charge and no longer is. Yeah. This may be how they're dealing with it. Yeah. Maybe somebody's just dealing with feeling old and unable to do stuff and like not valued. Yeah. And this is how they're dealing with it. It's like, you know, well, that's not how I did the turkey. Right. right? Yeah. like uh, Or maybe they're missing being a mom of younger kids or a dad of younger kids. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't. They want you to need them. Maybe yeah. you're their baby and you're not. And you're trying so hard to show them that you're capable and all they want to do is help you. <laughs>
1: or they, they don't. don't see you that much. So there's yeah. a lot of pressure to, like, make this a really amazing right. visit. Right. You uh, know, yeah. Like, and so, like, maybe we sit there and instead are kind
0: of, like, ask ourselves, what do I think this person actually needs? Yeah. And... And is it going to, like if our kid wanted to help make the salad, right, mm-hmm. we'd probably left them because A, it would give them something to do, yep. B, they might learn something from it, and C, they might feel value in helping the meal, even though none of us would have ripped that salad apart the way that three-year-old is ripping that salad apart. Yeah. So what's fine. the big deal yeah. in letting Auntie Jane yeah. rip apart a salad yeah. or cut it up or do the dressing a little different or whatever? Really take the time to be like, I'm going to go into it this year. With thinking that because when we go out in the world as parents, it's very easy to feel judged when we're not sure if we're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, we've all talked about how it's actually not them judging mm-hmm. you, it's you judging yourself. Right. So yeah. maybe we take that attitude in a little bit uh, with this this year. Maybe, maybe an interesting challenge. Yeah. Um, also, I think there's the anxiety of having to be at Thanksgiving with people who you don't see eye to eye with. You know, we just finished this election. There's a lot of, like, uh, fear, uncertainty, a lot of things out there. And I want to preface that by saying, look, we said it on the show before. Some parents are just assholes, (laughs) right? There are some people out in the world who are assholes, okay? (laughs) There's no changing them being an asshole. And there are some people out in the world who really are racist and really are bigots and really hate women. I mean, hate them. And what's nice is once you can identify them, that's fucking fantastic, right? (laughs) You can identify them and make sure that you, you could take whatever actions you want to take, go to that event, not go to that event, have them not, that is like a total different league of category thing that's out there. But that is different than people who have not shared the same life experiences that you've had. And where, We should work to start an open dialogue. Uh, of uh, out of kindness mm-hmm. and patience that might you know these are these are like long conversations right that we're gonna have over years and years and years and if these long conversations happen over a thanksgiving table once a year you never know what you might take away from the table mm-hmm. and 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 implement or see the world differently as you're out in the world between holiday events mm-hmm. or we don't talk about any of it at all but we should wrap up on yeah. a on a on a
1: on a different note yeah i feel like like I just I really want it when I'm thinking about you guys and I'm thinking about all of us embarking on this season <laughs> that is upon us um I'm just thinking like how desperate I am to come back around to like a few of the core principles yes. of our show which like Obviously, first and foremost, like we're doing a good job. Oh, we're doing such a good job. Everybody is doing a remarkable <laughs> job, guys. You know, it's, it's yeah. some things are going to be hard, a lot of things, you know, are going to be hard in ways that other people won't necessarily see or acknowledge. Um, and that sometimes makes it feel even harder. Um, and I, I just what I'm thinking about, like for myself, I have this sort of intention going into the holidays for myself, which is like, you know, in, in recent, recent uh, past holidays, um, I've, I've been so caught up with the work of it and what is mm. called for, um, for me as a mom and as a wife and as a daughter and as, you know, a family member and the, all, but especially as a parent, right. like all the work that goes into it, Um, And, you know, we talked about all our anxieties, like uh, going you know, all all the things that are expected of us that we need to get done or take care of during the holiday season. It is really easy for it to go by and just then be just over and just have been really hard and been really exhausting. And like my intention for myself, which I hope maybe is useful to some of you guys, is just like the idea that. Like, I'm not going to also do the thing where I set myself up for like, well, this thing is going to be like my time and it's going to be so awesome. Oh, good point. Like Christmas morning, I'm going to have this like special drink that everyone and everybody's <laughs> going to have this like so much fun. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that thing right. either. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to like make my enjoyment also a priority. Like I'm mm. also like all along with like all the other things that are expected of me. Me having fun and enjoying the things that yeah. I enjoy about the holidays are also is also really important to me. Like I yeah. also really want to enjoy some of these moments with my kids and with my husband and like with my right. family. Like I really, I really, there. Are, Christmas has always been my favorite holiday since yeah. I was a kid. You know, like there are things that I really treasure about the holidays, and I I'm not going to rob myself of that. Right, I'm not going to set myself up for something to be perfectly picturesque right. because that I think that's asking for it too in a different way. Yeah. But I'm not going to like bury myself so deeply in this mm. like mom mode of like taking care of other people that I'm not prioritizing, prioritizing my own moments of downtime, moments of putting my feet right. up, moments of just, Having a good time, just like turning on music that I love and like just like enjoying those moments, like purely enjoying those moments. Right.
0: That's a good, good focal point to go into it. And I want to add to that, it is a good statement to say out and then to tell the people involved in your life that that is a thing because, like, I could sit there on the couch and be like, this year, I'm going to take my time opening my presence. And But, like, if I'm the only person who knows that's important to me, right. everybody's Everyone's just going to speed walk past away. me. Yeah, yeah, right. So, like, if I tell Stephen that, that he and I yeah. can both keep an eye on how we're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, let let other people know that really good idea. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that that's amazing. And I think we're going to go into this this year and have the most amazing holiday season. Whether that be out at the table or in the bathroom. Yeah. Amazing can mean so many different things. So many things, guys. And you're all doing a really great job. Yeah, you are. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Movement Watches. Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't
1: break the bank. These watches are so cute. These watches are classic design, quality construction, and styled minimalism. And they're totally amazingly, maybe even weirdly affordable. And with the holidays around the
0: corner, what a great time to check them out. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com. That's M-V-M-T-watches.com
1: slash mother. We have a Jumbotron this week. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This message is for Aaron from Andrew.
0: Happy birthday to my incredible wife, Erin. Thank you for sticking with me on an insane move from California to Australia oh and weathering infant jet lag, so many colds, and distance from our family and friends. Every day, I'm amazed at your skills raising our little nugget, Adrian. He couldn't ask for a better, more caring, and hardworking mom.
1: Wow. wow. Aaron, you're Jeez. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and this is a slightly belated birthday message. So yes. we just really want you to know how much Andrew loves you. Oh, my gosh. Andrew loves you a great deal. You're <laughs> totally amazing. You're doing such a great job. Good job, Aaron, And happy birthday.
0: Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
1: This is only a genius in the sense that, like, I raised these amazing kids, so I'm going to (laughs) take credit for this. (laughs) But basically, like, yesterday, so my hair is growing out. Some of you guys know I had really, really short hair, and I've been going through the long process of growing it out. And it's like... Just, it's not even at the point where I can put it up, but like just yesterday when I was like in my pajamas, like doing housework, had not showered yet, and I was getting kind of like just, I just wanted my hair out of my face. Yeah. I was able to get it like half up a yeah. little bit, just like a little bit out of my face. But my kids came into the room and they saw, like, I just wasn't even thinking they would even notice. And they saw me and they said, oh, Mommy. You your hair, you look so beautiful like that. <laughs> I mean it was like totally it was so funny because nice. I was like in my full right. unattractive like right. morning state. But and I was not expecting that yeah. at all and did not think nice. it looked good, but I, I was it totally changed my mood. It made Aww. me feel so good and it was so sweet and I'm sincere. so good. Good job. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, I made
0: pine cone. Turkeys with the kids. uh, And this was totally a come together sort of thing. I'd been at Michael's Craft Store trying to find something else Uh uh, and came upon a bag of feathers. And I was like, I bet I could use that at some point in time. Took the feathers. And then two weeks ago, I'd taken the kids on a hike, which had been like a totally, this is going to be a great idea. And it wasn't. Uh, But we came home with a bag full of pine cones. And so uh, all of us, including Stefan, sat down at the table. Everybody was going stir crazy. And I was like, who wants to make turkeys? Everybody said yes, and we just jammed glue and jammed feathers and stuck some googly eyes on them, and they are they are adorable. That's awesome. They, they actually turned out great. It was like a nice fifteen minute activity. Everybody was able to do it. So cool. I just was like, look at me doing a holiday craft oh, yeah. successfully. Good job. I, thank you. I felt it.
2: Giving is coming up next week, and we were planning out our menu, and I had this stupid whiteboard from the dollar store that never actually stayed on the fridge and it always pissed me off, and then it wouldn't wipe off clean anyway. So my genius moment was to throw the damn whiteboard away and just write on the refrigerator. Why the hell not, right? It comes right off. You can wipe it off with a paper towel, Write some different stuff on there, and it was so brilliant. And why has no one ever else ever thought of this before? I don't understand. So throw out the damn whiteboard, get some dry erase markers, and write on your refrigerator. There you go. You're
0: welcome. Thanks. <laughs> It's uh, pretty genius. It's pretty genius. Yeah. And I, okay, my two thoughts are is that I just hope that, like, her fridge says, fuck Thanksgiving. <laughs> What's the menu? <laughs> fuck Thanksgiving. Fuck you. Stuff. Like, whatever. I love the idea. Like, whatever she's written on there is, like, not really menu-related. Yeah. And two, uh, my other thought was, do a test spot, guys. Yeah,
1: let's <laughs> do we'll that. Your fridge may not be the same as her fridge.
0: <laughs> I love it. But I, I just, I, there is a holiday-related genius. So good. I love it. Love it. Failures.
1: Fail. Fail. Fail.
0: Fail! You suck. Fail me, Teresa.
1: So our wonderful, amazing babysitter who's been with us since Simon was like six months old got one of the kids, I guess it was Oscar for like a newborn baby present, this like porcelain whale money bank, (laughs) like to save money, like for him or whatever. And it's really cute. It's always been really cute. And it's been in their room. Because where else would I put it? Um, but they always want to play with it. And, like, it's totally, it's porcelain. Yeah, right. I don't know what to say. So, but I just got so tired of saying no. Oh, yeah. You so did. I did. You did. And so the other day, it was just me and Oscar. And he really <laughs> wanted to play with it. And I was just like okay it's real and I was like busy doing something else and I was just like and somehow he had it you know it wasn't it was just like already in his hands so I said I said you know it's super breakable it could totally break you need to be so careful with that (laughs) and like of course you know of course like 20 minutes later so it broke it's broken and he was really sad. Yeah. And it's broken now. It's forever gone. And it's really actually gone. Yeah. And I really feel like, like, I really wish I could go back. Cause yeah. I was like, why? Like, why of, did I, let I him guess, do that? of course, I knew it was gonna break. Yeah. But like, now it's really gone yeah. and it was a really nice yeah. present. And like, I just wish that I would have just been like, no. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, you're, you're thinking it. about library books. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, your genius was so nice about your children acknowledging how nice you like. <laughs> uh, so Saturday or Sunday morning, I don't know. They all yeah. starts to bleed. It's a holiday week. Everybody's off of school. They all bleed together. Yes. Um, so I am trying to get my work done. Uh-huh. Which is impossible. Mm-hmm. Everybody's decided they don't want to watch TV. Uh-huh. They just want to run around asking lots of questions. Yep. We have been in a peak question mode, guys. Uh-huh. Every look, oh, can I Can I it? Can I it? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. that's the answer. Or I'll answer you after I do my, I have to finish the work. Five minutes. Five minutes worth of work is all I want to know. I'm like, Katie Bell will not get out of my, like, uh-huh. orbit. She uh-huh. is just, well, she is just, like, all right, there. And then she's, like, asking to, like, do all this stuff, and can we do all this stuff, and she's, like, really close to me, and then she take takes her breath, and I keep, like, ex- escalating with the, okay, just a second, yeah. ah, I'm trying to keep it light. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, For whatever reason, she thinks this is now hilarious. Right. She's, like, right on my face, and then she goes, oh, mama, are you you're really tired. The bags under your, the things under your eyes, they're really big. Aww. And I was like, I was to just, I know, I know they are big. I literally was like, I know, of course they're big. Of course I'm tired. I'm very tired. Oh my gosh, I just need to get some work, some work done. Yeah. Go get away from me yeah. right now. Yeah. Get away from me! Yeah, and I said it probably in that same tone, which to Stefan would have been a funny, haha! Ha, I'm gonna get out of your way now. Uh-huh. But she just stopped cold and she walked away. And I heard Stefan say, "Are you sad because Mama told you yeah. to leave her alone?" Yeah. And she was like, "Yes." And I I stopped what I was doing and I brought her back over and I'm so and, I, and there was no thing I I barely knew how to apologize for it right. because I knew it was a mean thing to say to her yeah. and I was just like, "I'm really sorry." I can't explain the tone that I meant to say that in. Regardless, (laughs) no one wants their mother to tell them, I I love you, and just gave her a really big hug. Man, did I feel uh, as bad as my eyes probably looked at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, one bad mother.
2: This is a fail. So my daughter started preschool a couple months ago uh, in September. It is now middle of November. And I spent the day doing a craft there because she was begging me to come for a day and I thought this would be so nice. And then I find out that every single day of school, the kids bring something for show and tell. I thought that was just when she was the star of the day, which happened once. So I've been telling her she wasn't allowed to bring any of her things that she kept asking to bring because I thought she wasn't supposed to. And here I find out now She's been left out every single time. Oh. They say she's fine with it, but I feel like a horrible rotten mother. And now I want to send her with, like, every toy she owns to make up for it. So,
0: anyway... Wow, oh, that, it, it, here, that really sucks. Uh, oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> no, you know what? It's so true. There are things like that where I'm constantly, this actually is similar to the like library book. This is yeah. so similar to the like, I, I have messed that kind of stuff up all, but the, there's always one thing. With the school. There's too
1: many things. Where you're like, is this the thing
0: that's supposed to be every day? Yeah. Or, like, we have a folder that comes home every week. But I didn't realize that first, like, year at school that it was supposed to go back the very next day or they were getting marked on the board, right? (laughs) Like, And I was like... Oh, come on, man. I just didn't know. And like, even if you read all the emails that somebody works hard to send you information about the school, you don't retain it. No one can. It's humanly impossible. Yeah, It's humanly impossible. And it's different every year. Every year it's different. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big joke of school. It's different every year for you. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Did you get really used to that thing? You're not going to be able to do that anymore. This year, bring water bottles. Next year, don't bring water bottles.
1: (laughs) You are doing okay. Yeah. She'll be fine. She's going to be fine. She probably learned something good from that. Yes, I believe that. I believe that. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part
0: by Lego. Some girls like to play with dolls, and some like to play sports, and some like to do both. But one thing that all girls have in common is that once they reach the age of nine, their self-esteem and confidence runs the risk of beginning to drop. And this is true, actually, for all kids if they are not presented with challenges that they are allowed the opportunity to work through, fail at, and then succeed at. And Lego really provides kids an opportunity to face these sorts of challenges through play.
1: So whether it's with a Minecraft or a friend set, girls can keep building their world brick by brick. So you can
0: learn more at pinterest.com slash Lego. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a parent. Great. Woo! This week, we are calling Carla Nomberg, Ph.D., who is a clinical social worker and the author of Ready, Set, Breathe, Practicing Mindfulness with Your Children for Fewer mm. Meltdowns and a More Peaceful Family, as well as Parenting in the Present Moment, How to Stay Focused on What Really Matters, which, wow, is that going to be relevant to today's discussion? Uh, Carla also has uh, had her writing appear in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, and Psychology Today, among other places, and she is a contributing editor for Kevlar, a website for those who want to add a Jewish twist to their parenting. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Um, before we get into uh, talking about mindfulness and especially how it can help us, uh, given the holiday season that is approaching, uh, <laughs> I would like to, st- we all laugh, <laughs> as if it's we've tears. lost our minds. Laughing right. and then tears. That's the madness. The <laughs> sign the madness is coming. <laughs> um, uh, we want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? Absolutely. Uh, My husband and my
3: daughters, who are eight and six and a half, and two kittens that are 10 weeks old that we got yesterday. Oh, my God. Lord. (laughs) Yes. Total (laughs) chaos. It is total chaos here. Just the way I like it. Oh, Oh. do do the kittens have names yet? Yes, we named them Gossie and Gertie after the little oh. piece in the kids' book. Yep. Do you remember those books? The Gossie? Yeah. Yeah. Those were favorites.
1: That's a favorite yep, in Gossy our house. And Gertie. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Gertie liked to wear, Gossie liked to wear bright red boots every day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well,
1: and then awful. there was the one where they split
3: the boots and one gets a red boot and one yeah. gets a blue boot. And I was like, that is a terrible solution to this problem.
1: <laughs> yeah. It makes no <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's
3: ridiculous.
1: <laughs>
0: Well, let's get into uh, that. We could obviously talk about kittens and holidays (laughs) (laughs) for hours. Uh, But let's talk about something else exciting. Let's talk about uh, mindfulness. I I, I am hoping you will uh, give us your sort of definition of mindfulness. I feel like mindfulness is one of these words that, uh, for me who pretty much at my core wants to fight against the very idea of mindfulness as opposed to <laughs> trying to control every moment of my life. Um, it feels like that this is a term, this is a sort of thought process that even if it's been around for a really long time, I feel like it's popping up a, I feel like I see it a lot right now, uh, especially oh, yeah. over the last year. And so I don't want to make it sound like it's like, I want to give it the respect that it deserves and that not it's like a new thing that just kind of came about. I'm sure it isn't. Can you tell us a little bit about mindfulness uh, as you see it? And then maybe a little bit about um, how it is helpful to us as adults and parents and, and kids. Absolutely. And look, I suspect you feel about
3: mindfulness how I feel about kale. And right. I'm never going to get over the kale. Thing. I don't like kale. I want people to stop telling me to eat kale. That's kale. a really stop. good point. It will never be my thing. But the thing about mindfulness is, look, I've actually tried kale. I know I don't like it. And I think a lot of people who miss <laughs> mindfulness, as I did for many, many years, I was also like mindfulness is for people who don't have their poop together, you know. To right keep my language clean. Oh, you don't Um, have to do that here when you say shit. (laughs) Can I swear on this? Okay, mindfulness is for people who don't have their shit together. That's what I thought for a long (laughs) time, right? And I was like, I totally have my shit together. But the problem is that I had kids, and guess what? I didn't have my shit together. So, like, a lot of people think it means constantly being in the present moment and loving everything that happens... (laughs) And you know, like being so like opening your heart to your child and I'm like, dude, I don't know what that means. I do not I don't know, like opening my heart, like I don't I don't really know what that means. With all it is, is that kind of horrible? Look, I love my kids. I love my kids, but that language like doesn't work for me. I'm a very concrete person. So but the reason I like started sort of being open to mindfulness and the reason it's now a huge part of my life is is this. I needed to figure out how to yell at my kids less. Hmm. I yeah. was not on yeah. some like spiritual quest. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to like explode on them so often. I felt horrible about it, yeah. and you know, so I, I did all this research, and I'm a, you know, I'm an academic, and I was like, I'm going to think my way out of this problem. I'm going <laughs> to find the solution. It is somewhere. Guess what, folks? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it, um, and so, what I learned about mindfulness is basically, it's about noticing what's happening, and then getting interested in your experience in a not-bitchy way.
2: because mm. Most
3: of the time, most of us go through parenthood reacting to our kids, right? Like very often, you know, they do something and then we react. Either they're adorable and so we're like, oh, you're not a psychopath. I love you. I'm going <laughs> to hug you and sit with you and this is so great. Or they do something really obnoxious and either we yell at them, or we check out and check our smartphones, or decide we suddenly have to unload the dishwasher at that very moment. Ooh. Right? Right? I'm a big fan of, Get out the dishwasher of my dishwasher. Get out of my house, Carla! Right? And, <laughs> and very rarely do we stop and think, huh, like, what what is actually going on here? Like, what's going on in my brain? What's going on in this room? Like, can I just take a step back, take a breath, and intentionally try to notice what's actually happening? Because I'll tell you, when I do that, maybe I notice what's inside my head. And for many years, the thoughts inside my head were, I'm a crappy mother. Mm. Mm. That was what was going on. And it's really hard to parent well when you're internally berating yourself the entire time. Or maybe what you notice is, oh, shit, I haven't given this kid a snack in four hours. And the Mm. reason she's flipping out is because she's hungry and she turns into Satan when her blood sugar is low. And instead of fighting with her about this Barbie, if I give her a cheese stick, she'll come back to the planet Earth. right? Right? So it's about just sort of taking a moment to kind of get out of this reactive freak out mode and try to notice what's happening. And the way I best describe it is it's like I am basically walking around this planet like a giant red hot glowing super sensitive button and (laughs) my kids are experts at pushing that button, right? Like there are days they just look at me and I want to like lose it on them, <laughs> and, you know. Like I'm like, why are you looking at me suddenly? Like, Don't away, <laughs> right? And like when I'm practicing mindfulness, when I can slow down, take a breath, and I know taking a, like breathing it sounds so trite, and when somebody tells you to breathe, you want to slap them. <laughs> but the reality is, I mean, the reason people like me give that advice all the time is because when you start doing it, it actually works. Then I can notice, oh, I'm being, like, hypersensitive right now. I am calm down. Or I notice I'm hungry or I haven't peed in four hours or whatever. <laughs> and what I find is that when I'm doing this on a regular basis, that button gets a little smaller and a little less sensitive. And they have to work a little harder to push it. Um <laughs>
0: Let's and so give so them I a challenge, Carla. I don't, like, <laughs> don't want to challenge <laughs> them to work They're harder. <laughs>
3: I don't want to be that parent who brags when my kids are really good at pushing my buttons. <laughs> you know, highly advanced. Let me tell you. Um, no, when I find that when I'm practicing mindfulness, just noticing, like it doesn't have to be all like Zen blissed out perfect mama, but can you notice when your mind has been a million miles away, mm. you know, my, like for example, I will frequently get on my phone and I'm checking Facebook and my kids come over and it's like, why are you interrupting me with your totally reasonable, appropriate question? That pisses me off. Like, right. And that's not because they're, you know, my mind is somewhere else. And then they come and sort of intrude. But really what's happening is they're just being reasonable, but often kids are inconvenient, right? They're like an inconvenient truth. I'm going to make a documentary about that. Nice. But,
0: you know, we spend <laughs> our whole lives.
3: You guys just got that. Good job. Okay. We spend our whole lives, like, trying to make our world super convenient, you know, we figure out the fastest way to do our errands and we have our credit card number and our phone so we don't have to carry our wallet. Like, we do all these little things to make our lives super convenient and kids are completely inconvenient. And if we're constantly, if our brains are always somewhere else, worrying about the past or thinking about the future or wishing something was different, then when our kids show up in our reality, it's like, well, what are you doing here? And they're like, dude, I'm just being a kid. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But if we can't hear that and be present for it, then we're going to blow up them. And so it's like just getting used to actually paying attention to what's happening right in front of you. And it sounds so basic and so simple, and it's really simple, and it's not that easy.
0: I was going to say, that, that I, those are literally the words in my mouth. Where, wow, I, that sounds super easy, uh, but that also sounds remarkably difficult. We've, Teresa and I have had, I think maybe unrecognized moments of mindfulness. It's usually yeah. when we come on the show and we're like, guys, I had this genius moment. My child yeah. and I played together <laughs> for
1: five yeah. minutes. I know. Right? And right. no it was, I was yelling. Amazing. We did it for eight whole minutes. Right. Or like all those times where like your kid is freaking out and you like you like relax and you think of like a fun game that, right. like you six, six. that makes them want to brush their teeth. Right. Or whatever, like. That's right. Well, let's
0: talk about the kids for a second. Uh and what is their responsibility in all of this <laughs> and how can we give them more? Uh no, like so obviously being a good example ourselves Good. I For the first time ever, I just would like to honestly say it to everybody, usually I'm so pleased with myself because when Katie Bell's talking to Ellis, she's yeah. very like, or she like does something and uh-huh. she's clearly quoting some uh-huh. influential thing that I've said oh, yeah. and she's really great. I'm oh. like, I have really held it together. Yeah. Earlier this morning, they were all asking me questions at the same time, and I, my mind was definitely in 15 other places, and so I oh, started yeah. snapping, I started yelling, and then I stepped on a Lego, and I was like, <laughs> oh, what is oh. all this stuff that's on the floor? What kind of an idiot? I just became my mother of like, no, oh, that stuff everywhere on the floor, all this stuff, and then 30 <laughs> minutes later, 30 minutes later... Katie Bell like is going somewhere and she trips on the rug and she's like, "What is this rug doing here? This rug is just supposed to be here." And I was like, "Uh oh, oh no!" Whoa! So like, I'm wondering. So obviously, leading by example is one way, but how do we help? Can we help our kids be more mindful? Is that a thing? Is this all on us? Fair enough, if it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> we invited these people to our house to live. <clears throat> But what can we do to help our kids in terms of mindfulness? Does this play out for them? You wrote a book on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did. I did.
3: I actually have a lot to say about this. But first, listen, you guys hit on a really important point a minute ago that I want to go back to and touch on really quickly. You were like, yeah, every once in a while we are mindful. And we do come up with this, like, awesome kick-ass parenting moment where we're like, nailed it. (laughs) But we don't know why that happened. And, like, how did that happen and how did I do that? Every parent has that experience, and the whole point of mindfulness like, the reason you were able to do that is probably because maybe you actually slept the night before, yeah. <laughs> if you actually remembered, your husband actually helped with the dishes or something, you know, like just the moon, you know, was in the right phase. But also because for whatever reason, you were able to, like, not have 80 million thoughts in your head and not be stressing about everything and just be there for a minute. And the whole point of mindfulness is to make a point of trying to do that whenever we can so that we'll be more likely to do it and we can do it intentionally and it doesn't feel completely random. Mm. Because, like, who doesn't want to be able to be, like, awesome mom whenever we want to? Yeah. Right? So, um, that's just that point I want to say. Look, teaching it to kids. Here's the deal with kids. They are inherently mindful. They just happen to do it at really in unhelpful times. Like, you know, my (laughs) daughter is built... like she's super paying attention and focused and present and working on this picture. And I'm like, we have to get the car. We're late like, for cool. You know? So like part of what, part of our job as parents is to socialize them and be like, I understand that you are in the middle of the most complicated Lego thing ever. Right. But part of being a human being in the society <laughs> is being able to like notice the time and hear your mother freaking out and put on your freaking shoes. So you can get the car and go to school. And so <laughs> these two things are kind of at odds with each other. And look, In the book, I give all these, like, games and activities and tips and tricks, but I think fundamentally the best thing we can do for our kids, and this is going to sound a little obnoxious, and I don't want it to be that way, (laughs) is, like, give them some free unstructured time, and this like you, see, you guys went totally silent. No, you know, I, I,
0: I was know. wondering what was obnoxious about I, yeah, I was like,
1: that's
3: uh, not obnoxious. No.
0: That's, that's <laughs> like, no, I was I, like, I try to give them that unstructured time every day that <laughs> I need to get my and work time. And they make on. you
3: insane, <laughs> right? And they make you insane. So here's, here's the reason this is important, is because they need to practice paying attention to something. Mm-hmm. And they need to practice choosing to pay attention to something and being able to continue to pay attention to it, even when it's boring or unpleasant or isn't going the way they want. That's important to them. Like, it teaches them how to pay attention, how to notice what they're feeling, how to be interested in their own experience, and how to deal with it. And sometimes it's really hard. Like, my kids will stomp around the house and be like, I'm bored. I hate this. I don't want... Why aren't you reading to me? Right. And they'll be like, look, if you can't think of anything to do, go clean your room.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I know you pull the laundry. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, and when they get older, I will totally hide the Wi-Fi code from them. Absolutely. Right. Like, that's brilliant. But... It, you know, I think a lot of people think that when you're trying to teach mindfulness to your kids, it has to be, you know, sit them down and get them to cross their legs and breathe for 10 minutes. And, dude, my kids are 6 and 8. They don't, they don't do that. Finding times when you are actually not rushing your kids, not dragging them around, not nagging them, that they can get into a groove where they can be on their own. Um, and this is a really rough transition if you haven't been doing this, but I think it's worth it. Now, if parents are looking for more sort of concrete, discrete, you know, structured activities to do with their kids, there are in the book. Like, I interviewed 30 families for that book, um, and everybody has a different way of doing it, so, you know, it's not about getting your kids to twist into a pretzel and chant for half an hour. Like, there's right. fun, cool ways to do this. But, yes, you can absolutely teach mindfulness to your kids, and what the research has found is that kids who know how to sort of notice what's happening in their brain not take the bait of their own thoughts, and kind of make a choice about what they want to do with what they notice, these kids sleep better. They're less anxious. They're less depressed. They're more psychologically flexible. They can deal with big feelings better. You know, I mean, and this is all same for true for adults, too. So it's actually a useful thing to be able to do in this world.
0: All right. Well, speaking of useful things to do in this world. Yes. Holiday season is upon us. And (laughs) one of the things we actually just spent the first half of the show sort of talking about the things that can bring you bring us anxiety. But as we were talking about this, Teresa said that one of the things she was really looking to do this season was make sure that she got to enjoy it. Um, and really make the time to enjoy it. But I I think you were saying Teresa, but not unrealistically. Not like like, I'm gonna not so
1: much make the time to enjoy it as like look for opportunities that may arise and don't like miss those moments. Don't miss the possibility of having those moments to enjoy.
0: So, which sounds like mindfulness.
3: Maybe, (laughs) Maybe. totally. So notice those moments. I say notice a lot. My kids are like, stop saying that.
0: So Look, we're, we're yes. getting into this. And so I'm wondering, are there ways to help us make sure we don't miss them? The, you know, yeah. maybe one of them is don't host Thanksgiving at your house. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, unless you
3: love hosting Thanksgiving at my house, I do not. We're going to my uncle's. But That's right. Know. Look, here's what I would say. There are a few reasons why the holidays are hard, but the biggest one, right, is that your many people are back with their nuclear families. Yeah. And so you get triggered into these old habits and patterns and routines and the things that pissed you off 20 years ago. Like the minute you see mm. the slightest like inkling that this dynamic is happening, you're like, right. Oh, I'm freaking out now. And so, <laughs> you know, one way, not that I ever do this, I never do this. I'm totally calm. <laughs> um, <laughs> once, one way that you can um, sort of avoid that really unpleasant dynamic is to prepare yourself for what you think might come. And one thing that some therapists do that I think is really cute is they play, like, Thanksgiving bingo. And they'll literally, like, write out a bingo card with their client and list all of the crazy, triggering, insane (laughs) shit that's going to happen. Like, Uncle Clark is going to make some really inappropriate political statement, and Aunt <laughs> Betsy's going to get drunk, and, you know, my father's going to remind Bingo! me... Of Bingo! <laughs> Bingo! Bingo! <laughs> <He's like>, whatever. <laughs> right, and then that's a way of sort of making yourself have this mindful approach, because instead of getting all, like, swept up into and freaked out and big feelings and pissed off, you're like, oh, I'm noticing, and there on my car, <laughs> there it is, it happened. Yeah. So, like, whether or not you need to actually write it down or just spend some time anticipating then when it happens it's not like you're blindsided but it's like oh i knew that was going to happen and there it is check like i right. was going i'm taking myself out for a manicure like whatever yeah. so the other thing is that when we go into the holiday routine especially if we're traveling we tend to throw out the window everything that keeps us sane the rest of the time it's mm. like oh, we're traveling, so I can't go for my walk or my exercise, or I can't have, like, 20 minutes of sitting alone on the couch knitting, or, you know, I'm eating all this insane food, and even though it's totally delicious, I actually feel like shit afterwards. Yeah. And so, you know, and the same happens for your kids. Like, we let their sleep slide. We let them eat too much sugar, and I totally do this. We get to my cousin's house on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, go to town. <laughs> eat 300 Oreos. I don't care because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and, you know, so I think the thing to think about ahead of time is, what are the showstoppers for your kid? Right. Like my kids can actually handle sugar and not become totally psychotic. But when I screw up their sleep, it all goes to hell. Mm. And so, you know, when friends invite us over, I'm like, that's fine, but we are leaving your house at 6.30. Yeah, like, you want us to come to your meal, we have to leave at 6.30 so my kids don't turn into gremlins after 7 p.m. Right. So I think spending some time, I had a time in being like, okay, what are the limits I have to set and where can I let things slide? Because one of the fun things about holidays for kids is they get to do stuff they don't get to do the rest of the year. But, like, you have to figure out what, where can you let things slide and not have everything go to hell. Um, and then I think the other thing, you know, is we tend to get into a lot of disagreements with spouses and kids and family members about how stuff should be done or what's mm. okay or what's not okay. And you gave my kid too many Christmas presents and actually we fell a like Hanukkah and I don't really appreciate any of this and you suck it, I'm <laughs> out of here. But, like, you know, the question is, and this is a question my friend told me about that I think is brilliant, is, like, is this the hill you want to die on? Like, <laughs> or as my husband says, I ask myself this question like 87 times a day with my kids, but as my husband says, don't be the one in the room who cares the most. Mm. unless it actually is the one thing you right. really need to care the most about. And then, fine, go to town for that. But when can you let things slide, you know? And that will open up more space, as you were saying, for those moments to actually enjoy yourself. Like, fine, I wouldn't mm. make the cranberry sauce that way. I think only total idiots make the cranberry sauce that way, but I'm going to step aside and let you do it this way because <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be the one who has the strongest opinion about this. But my kid has a peanut allergy, and you're putting this peanut dish. yeah on this end of the table, so I am actually going to fight with you about that because that matters.
0: Right, so, right.
3: You know, you know, and again, that sort of takes a mindful approach because it's so easy to get sucked into, I have this opinion, I care about this, I want to get into this with you. And if we don't actually, like, step back and notice that's happening... We can't make a choice to disengage.
0: No, that's a really good point.
1: Notice that,
0: and I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand. We were talking again when Teresa was telling me her brilliant idea of trying to find. (laughs) places to enjoy in the holidays. I was like, what? What are you, genius? You need to write a book, too. Um, But one of the things (laughs) it made me think of was, oh, we should tell the important people in our lives that that's our goal so that they can help us achieve that goal, because it's really hard if you're the only one who knows this thing that you want. But that sounds true with this, too, where it's like, if you are in a partner relationship or if you're going to your parents' house or if you're going somewhere to a friend's place... To let them in on this and to talk about it like, you know, all right, you know, when you know cousin Johnny really starts insulting our kids, or lets his kids insult our kids, to and doesn't step in, is that the kind of thing that we're going to prepare for mentally? Is this the kind of thing that this is the year we've decided we want to say something about this? Or you know, hey, let's let everybody know. Remember that we do have a peanut allergy, and hey, we're cool guys. We just don't want our kid to die. So let's make sure that's on the other end. Or like to right. to to share these things we want to be true in our universes can, I think can be really uh, helpful and, and allows us to get help uh, where, especially in holiday situations, it can feel like nobody's helping me. Uh, Yeah. So I, those are, uh, yeah, I really like that about just kind of having the pre game plan. Sounds Yeah. And,
3: and then just, you know, kind of willing to be flexible when you can, because nothing goes the way you think it's going to go. And, but I think I love what you just said about sort of planning ahead with your parenting partner, if you have one, or even with your kids. Like, hey, mm. we know your cousins are total dicks. Right. So when they start, uh, don't use that word. Sure. Like, don't, uh, no right. But with your kids, you know, they don't always play nicely. But, you know, so what is your plan going to be? Like, let's come up with a plan so we know what to do when they start giving you a hard time. Or, you know, maybe you say to your parenting partner or a spouse or some uh, sibling or somebody who's on your side If I look at you with the crazy eyes, it means I need to go take a walk around the block and I need you to intervene. So sometimes just knowing you have an out can be really helpful. And again, all this planning ahead... Because when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't always think about what to do, and that's when you end up kind of losing it. But when you go in with a plan, then you feel like, oh, now this is happening, and now I actually know what to do.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice if we just applied that to every aspect of our life and not just the holidays? It's amazing. (laughs) Every day can be Thanksgiving,
1: guys.
0: (laughs) Um, Carla, thank you so much for joining us. This has been incredibly helpful, and thank you for taking the mystique out of mindfulness for me (laughs) uh, and giving us these good suggestions. We're going to link everybody up with your latest book. Uh, Again, that's Ready, Set, Breathe, Practicing Mindfulness with Your Children for Fewer Meltdowns and a More Peaceful Family, as well as your other works. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure, and have the happiest Thanksgiving possible. You too. Let's go out and be mindful, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care. When Bye. Send a message. Pick up the
4: phone. When you like
1: Creativity, comedy, and new friends are waiting for you at Max FunCon 2017. Max FunCon West returns to Lake Arrowhead in June, and Max FunCon East is back in the Poconos in September. Don't miss a stellar lineup of hilarious comedians, live podcast recordings of your favorite Max Fun shows, and an embarrassment of amazing classes to choose from. Tickets for Max FunCon East and West go on sale Friday, November 25th. Don't miss your chance to be part of an unforgettable weekend. Visit maxfuncon.com to buy your tickets on November 25th. Oh, that man. That's so helpful. This is, I, there's that something about this helpful. whole
0: episode uh-huh. that feels cathartic and almost like pre show purging. Like, and by show, mm. I mean like pre-show pre show of like the, the show, the, the big show. Pre holidays. Right. Yeah. Pre holiday purging. Mm. And that was, again, helpful. Uh, game planning suggestions uh, from Carla—they go so nicely with some of the things that your mom talked about last week. Yeah. I feel like maybe we're over preparing for that. You would think after three yeah. years we would have done this earlier? Yeah. <laughs> besides, everybody hide in the bathroom. Um, right. There might actually be some things that could help us get through this. Besides yeah. that, I just really, I really like that. I liked that a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I that's, just it's yeah.
1: super helpful. All around helpful. What if the holidays are somehow easy because this year? of this? Yeah. Ooh. Because like what we, will just we know, talk about. Like, no, but I think that <laughs> thing that she was talking about yeah. with like the, the like bingo yeah. thing. Like where you're thinking through like stuff is gonna happen. And then when it happens, you can kind of separate yourself from yeah. it and, because you're like, oh, there's that thing that I knew was gonna happen. Right. Like I that. Went and- that's a thing. That's like a tool I've used in my life and yeah. in other situations. And it's so helpful. Like, yeah. it's so just like, oh, okay. Yeah. There it is. There's yeah. that thing I knew was going to happen. What's the big deal? Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I, I agree. Ding, ding, ding. Bingo. I love that.
0: You know what I also love? What? And we all know is going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's the, it's the mom rant bingo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's have a mom have a breakdown.
4: Feels more like a big life fail. Um, I have a 15 month old daughter. I love being a mom. I love everything about it. I don't love the fact that I don't have time to spend with her and be a person. Um, I get home from work. I cook dinner. If I'm lucky, I I take my daughter on a 15- or 20-minute walk. My husband gets home. We eat together. I give her a bath and get her ready for bed. I give her a bottle, which I'm not even supposed to do anymore. I'm going to put her to bed. I take a shower. And I go to bed. So that I can get up the next morning at 5, get ready. And go to work. Do the whole thing over again.
1: anything You're wrong. Not doing any, so we should start yeah, there. Yeah, let's start <laughs> It's
0: a good place to start. You're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Uh you have a lot yeah. on your plate and the the stress of our work is real. The stress of not feeling like we have enough time with our family. The and, and you're pregnant again. Yeah. Congratulations. And obviously you are happy about being a mother. I mean like I, I and here's something that I want to give you such kudos for. You started this call off with I love being a mom. I love everything about being a mom. And then you said I also Am having this, you didn't say, but mm-hmm. you didn't do the old, I love you, but mm-hmm. right? You didn't butt yourself out of this. Yeah. You acknowledge that both of these things are existing at the same time, which puts you so far ahead of us. It, it's it, it that really deserves recognition, and I think is such a great place for you to start from 15 months. You are, that is a hard
1: place. That is so, Yeah, you have a baby. Yeah, you have a baby. There's so much. The, you You also, Um. you said that this might be like a life fail. Yeah. And I wanted to comment on that a little bit because it reminded me of a conversation that I had with my sister recently who, you know, has, has gone back to work recently. She has a nine month old. And yeah. she was telling me like, like I basically said, you know, it's it's like when you're working full time, like working full time and having a baby, it's. It's a lot. And it's like, I'm lot. not, I'm not, I this is not a conversation about what's easier, staying right, home yes. or going to work. I'm just talking purely about the experience of if you really work full time outside the home and, uh, and then you, you know, you have a baby, Yeah, it's, it's a really unique, very specific type of physical, emotional, and psychological yes. challenge. And, you know, my sister has said to me, like, since, you know, going back to work, she's been back to work um, full time teaching for a few months now. And she just really said to me the other day where she was like, you know, I heard you say like and I heard lots of people say how hard it was going to be. But it's like one of those things that you just don't feel it until you're doing it. And like I get like I've heard so many parents say, like, I wish I had set this up differently or I wish I had. I wish I knew what right. this was going to be. And like I I gather from your what you said that like calling it a life fail like that's kind of what you're talking about. Like, I just how how did I why did I did why set, did this, I set up? this up right. this way? How did
0: I wind up like this?
1: Yeah. And it's like I I, I wished like forgiveness on all of us in that sense of like mm-hmm. we don't know what anything is until it's happening to us. <laughs> we really don't. I mean, right. It's the same as when you're just expecting a kid and people say, Well, everything's gonna be different, just you wait, everything changes, your whole yeah. life is you know. It's you you hear that and you hear it, but like we can't do any more. More than that until we're actually in
0: it. This is a place that you're at right now, and it's not the place you're going to be in forever. No, not at all. Yeah. This is going to change. Yeah. This is a difficult place. Yes, it is. That you are in. It is. And your feeling of... Of this being hard and feeling like a a fail or like you've done something wrong is valid. And there's not a single person listening to the show, regardless of their circumstances, who has not
1: felt like that. Mm -hmm. You are remarkable. Yeah. You're doing such an amazing job. I know.
0: You really,
1: really are. Teresa, what did
0: we learn today? We learned that the holidays are coming and there's nothing we can do about that. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh we've learned that uh, to have a good pregame plan, even if that involves just getting ahead of time into whatever bathrooms will be closest to you, wherever you are going to be. Yep. Charge have a, up that phone battery. Get charge up the phone battery. Maybe put some magazines, some knitting, mm-hmm. some phones, some bourbon, like whatever, in a brown paper sack. But not mm-hmm. one that might be confused with like explosives. Just something personal. Yeah. Put it in the bathroom good before you even to... get there. Good so they're like... Two hours from now, it's ready. You don't have to find your purse. No, no one's looking. Nope, your secret stash whatever you need. So genius. This is, that's how we're going to be mindful, guys. Let's just be totally disrespectful <laughs> of everything that we learned earlier <laughs> in the show we talked about and just talk about having the booze and the better housekeeping or whatever the fuck you want to read shoved away in your aunt's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Under Uncle Bert's porn. Uh, whatever. Um, we also learned that mindfulness is something that can be achieved. It is not some grand go on the mountain, you have to do yoga, I'll go wear special pants or meditate every night. Though I long for days where I could do those things, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not what it's about. It's just about pulling back, assessing and recognizing what's going on. And no one's... I didn't hear her say you need to pull back for like 20 minutes. No. <laughs> just pull back for the one moment. Yeah. Solve what's immediately happening yeah. and then go back to terrorizing your children. That's like all fine, <laughs>
1: right? There's no limits uh, on yeah, this. Yeah, you, uh, you're just supposed to breathe the whole time, I Just think. breathe the whole Which, time. <laughs> you know, it should be pretty easy for us to do since we need to do it in order to stay alive. Let's, wait, let's
0: just take away whatever we want to from this. <laughs> whatever you guys... It's, it's a hollow Our gift
1: to you is take away whatever you want to take away from this. The good, the bad, whatever. You you tell us. Maybe instead of listening to this part of the show where we're summarizing what she said, if you need <laughs> our summary, go back and listen go back. again. Yeah, and go get her with, book. And what she said. Because yeah. she's, I have a feeling. She's better at this. She's better at this. <laughs> we're not.
0: We're not. Uh, everybody... You're doing a remarkable job.
1: You really are. And you guys, if you're not already on the Facebook group, now is actually a really good time to get on there. The Private private Facebook group. Facebook group. I will relink how you get to there if you haven't been on there before. Yeah, and you just you know, it's a great place to be if you want to be commiserating with other parents throughout the holidays. It's really a wonderful source of support. Mm -hmm. There's also lots of subgroups. um, If the if the big main group is too big for you, um, there's a list of subgroups (laughs) that you can join. I mean, it's just it's such a great source of support, and we will be. You know, invite We invite you to post pictures, yes. uh, selfies, hiding in the, hashtag hiding in the bathroom. Uh, we will be there. With you. I, with you. In the bathroom. We will you can all also be there together.
0: show <laughs> us those pictures of you, hashtag hiding in the bathroom, yeah. on our Twitter account, yes. at OneBedMothers, with an S, yep. uh, or at BizEllis, or at Teresa Thorne. We yep. really enjoy seeing these we guys over the holidays. It's, the it's really cathartic. <laughs> um, you can also... Uh, If you are hiding in the bathroom and need to uh, yell at somebody or talk about how wonderful you're doing not yelling at anybody or just verbally abuse somebody for a second because you can't do that to great Grant Ida, uh, you may call us right. on the One Bad Mother uh, hotline and leave those things. It, it, that doesn't mean we're going to play it. Good Lord, there's 200 messages minimum every month, and we got we get to do six or seven a month. Yeah. But I'm listening. So you should
1: assume that it's going to get yeah. played. Oh, so. yeah, yeah.
0: Don't do it with the assumption. <laughs> well, trust me. They, yeah. uh, but they're all being heard. Yes. Okay, guys? Yes. Your rant your genius, your fail is not going blindly into that good night. I'm absorbing them for you like a sponge. <laughs> so everybody, you're doing great. Yeah, you guys are so awesome. We are going to be awesome. Yeah, we are. This holiday season, let's do it. Let's do it, Teresa. Yes, you are doing. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Biz. You're welcome. So are you. Thank you. We will talk to you guys. Next week, you're not in this alone. We're talking to you guys next week. Bye.
4: I got to low down, mama blues. I got to, down mama blues. Got to down mama blues. low down, mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. Got to low down, mama blues. You know that's right.